Nutrition is part of our world and nutrients are what our body needs. But with all the fads, gimmicks, trends, and unrealistic ideas about eating, things can be very confusing. Let's dig through the hype and adopt a way of eating that is sustainable and provides the nutrients we need without freaking out over our food. Join me if you're ready to be over the dogma that there's a right and a wrong way to eat. Here, we navigate eating healthier in the real world. Hello, and welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. I invite you to listen to this podcast with an open mind and be willing to let go of long-standing beliefs about nutrition. I am a nutrition myth buster, helping to dispel myths and misinformation about food and nutrition. I help people have improved health, wellness, and energy without dieting. Welcome to today's show. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Real World Nutrition. Today, I want to address grains and whether or not we need to think about cutting these out from our diet. One of the things I hear a lot from people is that grains are wholly unnecessary in our diet. And I do want to have a comeback that there's lots of things in our diet that are entirely unnecessary, like wine, chips, and candy. But that doesn't mean we have to throw them out entirely. Now, of course, the big difference between grains and the wine, chips, and candy is the nutrients they have. Grains, and especially whole grains, have a lot of nutrients in them, and not just the carbohydrates that people tend to equate them with. And grains are a staple in many traditional diets around the world, even in countries with low rates of overweight and obesity. So this argument that grains are the big contributor of weight gain and obesity is really oversimplifying a larger issue. Now, what are grains? The general definition of grains is that they're the seeds of various grasses that we use for food. And I won't go into the whole botany class of the classification of grains, but in the big picture, grains are plant-based foods that humans consume. And people will sometimes ask me, well, isn't this technically a seed or isn't this technically grass? And I'm just like, don't worry about it. Yes, you can argue that if I'm settling a bet with your spouse, just look it up online instead of asking me. Now, 
The list of grains is extensive and far more than what most people traditionally equate as wheat. Now, wheat, of course, is a grain, but it seems that many people think that this is one of the only grains in this group, wheat and rice. Now, grains is a large category of foods and include things like amaranth, buckwheat, farro, oats, quinoa, sorghum, and even wild rice. I mentioned rice already, but wild rice. These are all part of the grain group. And there's lots of other grains that fall into this group, but I just listed ones that we tend or that we can find at the regular grocery store or may be familiar to most people. Now, a whole grain versus a refined grain, I want to go into that a little bit more as well. To be considered a whole grain, it must include the bran, germ, and endosperm, all three components of the original grass or seed. So when we buy many green grains on their own, like buckwheat or quinoa, and if we don't buy them as a flour or baked good, it will likely be in the form of a whole grain. So I mixed up my sentence there. So most often, if we're buying a grain on their own, like buckwheat or quinoa or farro, and not purchasing as a flour or in a baked good, it will most likely be in the form of a whole grain. Now, a refined grain is missing one or more of those three components, the bran, the germ, and the endosperm. So usually, the components that are missing would be the bran and the germ. And some of the more common, quote, refined versions of foods that we find or grains that we find would be something like the white rice or the white wheat flour. So most of the flours we buy are wheat flours, but not whole wheat flours. So the white flour, bread flour, cake flour are usually the refined versions. And because of the process of refining grains, strip some nutrients, we found this out when refining became mainstream and we soon found widespread deficiency diseases related to not getting enough of these nutrients, specifically some of the B vitamins such as thiamine and niacin. So in the 1940s, around the time that refining grains was very popular, the enrichment of grains was mandated in the United States. So nutrients that were lost in the process of refinement were added back in. Now, if you think like me, I find it weird that we have to have three steps to get something that we could have gotten in the first place. So refine the grain, lose the nutrients, add the nutrients back in where we could just not refine the grain. Well, I wasn't around back then, so I don't know what exactly was the cause of that logic there. Maybe it was because people started liking the refined grain, and so we're going to stick with it. And one of the other things people get concerned about or ask about with regard to grains is what about gluten? And as much as people equate gluten to all grains, that is factually incorrect. Gluten is naturally found in wheat, barley, and rye, and anything made with these grains, including beer. Barley is in beer, and barley has gluten. Now, 
Gluten is a protein that can cause digestive issues in some people, especially those who have the autoimmune disease celiac. None of the other grains will naturally have gluten. So if people have farro or quinoa, there is no gluten in those grains. However, just to point this out, oats or grains that may be grown near a field where wheat, barley, and rye are also grown could potentially have contamination. Have contamination of gluten, I should say. But there's plenty of grains to choose from. And many do not have that issue of having gluten or having the risk of contamination with gluten. And you can also find plenty of sources of oats without the potential contamination of gluten. Now, those nutrients in whole grains. Whole grains have a whole slew of vitamins and minerals, including the B vitamins that I mentioned. There's eight different B vitamins, and most grains have at least five of those B vitamins in them naturally. There's also the minerals, potassium, magnesium, and iron found in a lot of these grains as well. And whole grains are a source of fiber that helps with overall health. And grains are also a source of plant protein that can contribute to our overall protein intake for the day. And most people only tend to think of animal sources for their protein, all the sources of food with protein, which is most foods, will contribute to our overall protein intake. Now, what about grains contributing to weight gain? Now, people want to make grains the patsy or the scapegoat for weight issues when this isn't really the case. There is no single food that is a cause of weight gain. It just isn't. If people consume calories in excess of what they need without balancing it out with activity, weight gain will occur. And there can be some other contributing factors such as medications or other health issues, but grains are not the single cause. So people will gain weight if they overconsume soda if they overconsume nuts, if they have four cups of pasta as a part of a meal. It's not the pasta. It's not the bread. It's not the grains alone, but the amount people are consuming. And when people tell me that they eliminate grains from their diet because they lead to weight gain, I'm positive it's not the only thing that caused weight gain. However, Once we cut out an entire food group, most often weight will go down. That's just part of what happens is people will automatically eat less overall, leading to fewer calories and changes in weight for the most part. So to oversimplify that it was one food group that was the culprit, that's not accurate. And Just to note, when people give up alcohol after consuming it regularly and in excess, weight loss will happen with them too. When people cut out so-called junk food, weight changes will happen. So it's not the grains by themselves that would contribute to weight gain alone. Now people will tell me it's time consuming to cook these grains and it doesn't have to be true. 
For example, I buy pre-cooked brown rice that takes one to two minutes to reheat. Oats can be cooked in about two and a half minutes in the microwave, and that's not the instant kind. I use the 10-minute oats, but I cook them in my microwave in about two and a half minutes. And if a grain does take some time to cook, such as quinoa or bulgur, I recommend cooking a larger batch, then cool, and you can freeze it for later reheating. This past weekend, I had some quinoa that I needed to use up. It had been sitting in there for a while. I cooked up the entire package and then divided it up and froze it. Then it'll take less than two minutes to reheat it and be part of a meal. So you want to may, you may want to explore some more whole grain options at your grocery store and choose one or two to try out. Plan ahead if it's going to take some time to cook. And if you want some recipes or ideas, I recommend checking out the Old Ways website, Old Ways. And that has a complete selection of recipes from many cultures around the world. I will include that link in my show notes for today. So I would love to hear from you. What are your favorite grains that you like to cook with? I try to do a variety throughout the year, and I'd love to hear from you. Take care. Bye for now. invite you to join the Real World Nutrition Facebook group at Real World Nutrition. Sign up for my weekly email newsletter at ShellyRiel.com. Connect with me on your favorite social media sites by checking the links in the show notes. If you have a nutrition-related question you would like addressed in the podcast, post it in the Real World Nutrition Facebook group or use the form on my website, ShellyRiel.com and click on Contact. Thanks for listening. Bye now.